If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today and please gamble responsibly. Hello everyone and welcome into another episode of Sports Betting by Dummies. I am your host, Patty Parlays. And joining me as always, the Green Goblin, the voice of God himself, Diz. Diz, how's your weekend, buddy? It was a good weekend. Gambling-wise, not great, um, but a lot of fun. I wish some of the NFL wildcard games were better, but uh, it was a good weekend overall. I can't complain. How was yours, Patty? Uh, it was all right. Didn't do a whole lot. Gambling could have been better, obviously. Um but, hey, it always can, or else we'd be doing this for a living. There you go. There you go. All right, Diz. So today, with it being a different kind of day, and it, uh, we are going to create the Hail Mary parlay of the day live on the podcast. Jeez. So there's a bunch of games going on right now. There's NBA going on right now. There's NHL going on right now. That's great. We are going to look at games that haven't started yet, and we are going to construct a Hail Mary parlay of the day. All right, Diz, we're going to start. I love it. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. You, you, you obviously got the brains of this operation. This is your, this is your Hail Mary parlay, and you follow the NBA a lot more than I do. But I'll maybe be your voice of reason, or maybe I'll talk you out of something, or maybe I'll talk you into something. Yep. Yep. Love it. So we'll start in the NHL, Diz. The first game we got, and I believe this game starts at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but we have the Blackhawks at the Kraken. Uh, Fleury is in net for the Blackhawks. He has a 91.5% save percentage. Grubauer is in net for the Kraken. He has an 88% save percentage. Seattle has the offensive advantage, um, but Seattle is 6-12-2 at home. Chicago is 7-11-2 away. Um, and then Chicago is four and one in their last five, and Seattle is zero and nine in their last nine. What are you leaning here? I'm leaning Blackhawks. Blackhawks money line. Yes, the, the NHL. I'm looking at just money line. Okay, what's your value here? I do not know off the top of my head. I think it's like minus one ten. It's not as much as you would expect it to be. So they're both pretty similar. Blackhawks are favorited, but Kraken's probably a similar value. Uh, so yeah, they're both at minus one ten on the money line. Yeah, I would lean Blackhawks then as well. Okay, I'm with you. Blackhawks, it is. Moving on, Flyers at Islanders. Hart is in net for the Flyers. He has a ninety one point one save percentage. Sorokin is in net for the Islanders, a ninety two point five percent save percentage. There is no clear offensive advantage between these two teams. The Flyers are seven nine and four away. The Islanders are 5-6-3 at home. Flyers 0-7 in their last seven, and Islanders 6-14 in their last 20. This is one I'd probably stay away from unless you got something. Got got something. Nothing really screamed uh, an advantage there. Two, two good tendies, two kind of subpar hockey teams. Correct. I don't know what the value shows. Are you leaning something here? So I leaned Flyers, and it, you're right. It's because of the value. So the Flyers are actually plus 164 on the money line. Okay. Okay. I like that value. That's a good call. 
All right, Predators at Blues. Uh, Saros is in net for the Preds, 92.6 save percentage. Bennington is in net for the Blues, 90.6 save percentage. The Blues have the offensive advantage. Predators are 13-6-3 away from home. Blues are 15-4-2 at home. Predators 12-4 in their last 16. Blues 10-4 in their last 14. Kind of the opposite of the last game you just mentioned. Um, You say the Blues were at home? Yes. So Blues are probably favorited. Am I wrong? You are correct. Okay. So are you leaning Blues because they're at home? I am, yes. Okay, okay. I would probably support that. What's the value of the Preds? Plus 112. Mm. Oh, it's minus 134 for the Blues, so I, I don't really – I like that quite a bit. I think the Blues have the offensive advantage and the Blues are better at home, so I, I like the Blues. Both teams are obviously super hot. I'll support that. All right, now this next one's going to be another interesting one. There's a lot of good matchups in the NHL tonight. Penguins at Golden Knights. Jari is in net for the Penguins. He has a 92.9% save percentage. Uh, Leonard is in net for the Golden Knights. He has a 90.5 save percentage. The Golden Knights have the offensive advantage. The Penguins are 12-5-3 away. Golden Knights are 12-9-2 at home. The Penguins are 12 and 2 in their last 14. Golden Knights are 1 and 4 in their last 5 and the Golden Knights don't have Pacioretty or Martinez tonight. Penguins are hot and they probably get good value cuz they're on the road. I'm assuming you're leaning Penguins. I am. What's the value? Minus 108. Hammer it. Okay, so that's our NHL. So to recap for the NHL portion, we have Blackhawks, Flyers, Blues and Penguins. Um, now going to the NBA, Diz, uh, we have the Bucks at the Hawks. Bucks are five-and-a-half-point favorites. We are looking for a spread here. Um, Bucks 12-11 ATS on the road. Hawks 7-12 ATS at home. Bucks 2-5 ATS their last seven. Hawks 0-5 ATS their last five. And then in the NBA, I like to look at the injuries. So the Bucks are without Drew, ha- Drew Holiday, who averages 18.4 points per game. And the Hawks are without Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, he averages 12 points per game. And they're out Clint Capella as well, who averages 11.8 points per game. Do you feel a particular way I about feel, this? I feel like five and a half isn't that much of a stretch for a favorite, especially with uh, the, the guys out that the Hawks have. I, I would lean Bucks minus five and a half, favor a good team when the spread's that small. That's That's where I was leaning as well. Okay, good. Hey, we're agreeing on most of these. What the hell's going on today, Patty? A lot of these seemed pretty straightforward to me, believe it or not. Um, Are you going to hit this fucking thing tonight, Bob? Well, absolutely. Of course I am. Uh, This early slate isn't an indication of how tonight's going to go. So, uh, yeah, we we should be good. Uh, This next one's a shit show, Diz. This one I struggled with. Trailblazers at Magic. The Trailblazers, one and a half point favorites on the road. The Trailblazers are 4-13 ATS away from home. The Magic are 4-13 ATS at home. So literally the exact same ATS um, on the season. The Trailblazers are 7-13 ATS their last 20. And the Magic are 3-2 ATS their last 5. Um, Injury-wise, the Trailblazers are getting C.J. McCollum back. 
Uh, he is their second highest team scorer at 20.6 points per game, but their highest leading scorer, Damian Lillard, is still out, who averages 24 points per game. And then they also have Nance out, who averages 6.9, Zeller, who averages 5.2, and Ellaby, who averages 3.6. And the Magic are just without Wendell Carter, who averages 13.1 points per game. So Diz, Trailblazers minus 1.5, Magic plus 1.5. What, what are you feeling? Seems like a stumper to me. I would lean the favorite when the spread's that small, just like in a in a like a 50-50 toss. I'm gonna lean the better team with that spread that being that small. Yeah, I I, I struggled with this one but heavily. Do you have to take it? Can you just not bet this game? No, I we need to take it because there's literally only like nine games that are happening tonight after this podcast drops. Got it. Cause like MLK Day, shout out MLK Jr. But a lot of these games have already happened. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, I would lean. I would lean favorite. That is who I went with as well when I was looking at these earlier. So. That's kind of a stumper, though. I really don't know what to think, but I would lean favorite when the spread's that low. I just don't like the magic at that low of a spread. If the if the spread was like seven, I would seriously consider taking the magic. But I just cannot trust that magic team. Yeah, I agree. All right, Raptors at Heat. Heat are minus two and a half, or yeah, minus two and a half. Uh, Heat are ten and eight ATS at home. Raptors ten and seven ATS away. Raptors twelve and three ATS their last fifteen. Heat five and one ATS their last six. Injuries wise, uh, they are the Heat are getting Bam Adebayo back, their third highest scorer at eighteen point seven points per game. But Lowry is out with 13.4 points per game. Morris is out with 7.7 points per game. And Acapala is out 3.7 points per game. And then for the Raptors, they have Birch out, who's averaging 5.8 points per game. And then Gary Trent is questionable, but he averages 16.4 points per game. So you feeling Raptors plus 2.5 Diz or Heat minus 2.5? I'm liking Raptors plus 2.5. Where you at? This one was also a toss-up for me because if Gary Trent is out, which he is questionable, then I love the Heat at minus two and a half. But if Gary Trent plays, then I feel like the the Raptors might be the play. Let me see if I can get an update on the uh, update on the injury status here. When does this game tip off tonight? I do not know. But it's a situation where you have to place this bet like ASAP, right? Because the first game's at 5 p.m. Correct. So regardless, you have to place this bet before you find out about Gary Trent. Yeah. Uh, so where do you where do you lean, knowing that you have to make it either way? Like, would you rather be safe and go Heat? Probably. I, I this Heat team has performed with Bam Adebayo being out. With him coming back, I think that's a huge boost. I would lean Heat minus two and a half. Gotcha. I say you send that then. I wouldn't rely on Gary Trent being. Uh, either way, I think you're safe bet. Uh, to your standards, to what you're feeling, I would go Heat minus two and a half. Okay. Uh, Suns at Spurs. Suns four point favorites on the road. The Suns are twelve and eight ATS away from home. Spurs eleven and nine ATS at home. Suns five and two ATS their last seven. Spurs three and seven ATS their last ten. Um, Injury-wise, Suns just have two questionables, one of them being DeAndre Ayton. Um, DeAndre Ayton averages 16.8 points per game, 
and then the other one being Cam Johnson, who was averaging 11.9 points per game. And then the Spurs just have Trey Jones out, who averages 4.3 points per game. So Suns minus four, Spurs plus four. As far as that injury goes, Diz, I'm assuming that this line would not be where it is if Aiton or Cam Johnson was looking like they weren't playing. So I'm going to assume both of those guys are playing. Okay, so those are maybes, as in Aiton and Cam Johnson? Yes. I was I was gonna say I like the Spurs with those guys being out, but you said those are made they're not for sure out. They're questionable. So Damn, game time bro. decisions. Yeah, th- that's what sucks, and especially with like COVID and everything, it's been particularly difficult and rough. Is that a is that a problem for you every time you make a Hail Mary parlay, you just don't know who's gonna play? That that is a factor into it, yes. And it and it helps too, because I've been doing them later and later, so I've been trying to wait to do them as close to game time as possible. But on a day like today, when these games are so spread out, it's, like, super difficult. So, kind of thinking the same way, what's your safe bet? What are you leaning if they are to play? What are you leaning if they aren't playing? If they play, Suns minus four is like a lock, it feels like. Um, And then even if they don't play, I still think there's a chance the Suns could end up winning that game. Then I think you take Suns minus four. My My only concern is... Uh, road favorites covering a spread, but four points doesn't seem like a lot for the better team, even on the road. Right. I agree. All right. Lock it. So I believe we have two more games here, Diz. Lock uh, it. Let's go. Thunder at Mavericks. The Mavericks are 11.5 point favorites at home. The Thunder are 13 and 7 ATS away from home. Mavericks are 10 and 10 ATS at home. Uh, the Thunder, 12-3-1 ATS, their last 16. And the Mavericks are 6-1 ATS, their last seven. Um, Damn. In- injuries, this is our least complicated game as far as injuries go. The Thunder are without some guy named Williams who averages seven points per game. And the Mavericks have no listed injuries. So Thunder plus 11.5, Mavericks minus 11.5, Diz. So both of these teams from your statistics are really good at covering the spread. Is that because they're both shitty teams and have insane spreads to cover? For the Thunder, I would say yes, that's the case. So the Thunder are plus 11 right now on the road in Dallas? Yes. Uh, You know where I stand with spreads, high spreads. I'm going to lean underdog. Where are you at? I was also looking at the underdog. Um the Mavericks are hot. There's no denying it. Six and one ATS are last seven. Um, but the Thunder have the better season-long ATS record when you're comparing home versus away sp- splits. And with no injuries, I think this Thunder team could uh, surprise some people. So I actually like the Thunder plus 11 and a half. Bang. I don't like that we've agreed on all these. I'm going to be honest. Hey, so you're – well, here's the thing, Diz. You're getting a glimpse into – the research and stuff that I go through when I'm trying to make these picks on a daily basis. So if you were to go through the same process and same research, we would probably end up having the mostly the same picks most nights. Where do you get these stats from? Can we throw a little free ad out here? So maybe I can get into these NBA betting. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the injury reports I always get from rotowire.com. Um, I get my injury reports there. I get my expected started goalkeeping for the uh, NHL. So Roto-Wire is like number one, like most important site. Um, And then I will look at who's starting in goal, and then I'll use the ESPN app on my phone because they give you the save percentages for the goalies. 
for every single goalie on the team, no matter who's starting, it'll tell you what their save percentage is. So I go there. Um, and then I like to use Odd Shark. So Odd Shark is really nice because it'll give you team records, home versus away. It'll give you ATS records, home versus away. It'll give you over-under records on the season. And then it'll give you um, some trends, like um, over the, like their most important trends over the last few handful of games. So I will I will advocate for Odd Shark. Once the NFL ends, Odd Shark is where I go to kind of get back on track with NHL. I don't really bet NHL until the NFL ends, and it's kind of the next best thing. So Odd Shark's a good way to kind of get into it if you haven't been following it all year. So I will hype up Odd Shark. And, uh, yeah, just kind of wanted to know uh, how you get these stats, where you get these stats from. Uh, it's going to be huge once the NFL ends for a lot of betters out there. Absolutely. Um, the final game tonight is we have Jazz at Lakers. Jazz four and a half point favorites on the road. The Jazz are twelve and nine ATS away. Lakers are nine and sixteen ATS at home. However, the Jazz are one and four ATS their last five, and the Lakers are two and four ATS their last six. Um, injury wise, uh, the Jazz uh, Butler is questionable. He averages two point six points per game, and then Hassan Whiteside is out. He averages eight point two points per game. And then for the Lakers, Carmelo is questionable, averaging 13.2 points per game. And, of course, Anthony Davis is out, who averages 23.3 points per game. So, Diz, you like Jazz minus 4.5 or Lakers plus 4.5? Uh, I would say Lakers as a dog. We finally disagree on that. There we go. We couldn't have agreed on that, all of them. That the Lakers... Have, I've been fading the Lakers heavily of late, and it's been it's been paying off. It's been great. But also, the thing about the Jazz is it says they're one and four ATS their last five, but that's because they've been severely hurt. They're basically their whole starting lineup got COVID, and so they've been playing with like people we've never heard of before in their like recency. So, but wouldn't the spread account for those injuries, or are these like like game time scratches? Well, again, maybe, but I don't, I don't factor in spreads when injuries are like a big deal right if, if a team like you can try to do what i do and like give you like a spread and what you think the spread should be when someone's out but it's it's not an exact science right it's real easy to give you a spread that's going to be accurate when there's no injuries but when the injuries happen and when they happen during the middle of the day or like these covid things happen in the middle of the day you're not going to have time to go and recalculate every single thing for it right Fair. Very fair. So I like I really like the Jazz minus four and a half here. I'm not I'm not gonna fight you. I think you win with your expertise and my lack of NBA betting. So Okay, there you go. So the Hail Mary parlay of the day. Yep, I am going to go in right now and I'm going to place these bets. Um so we have we have Blackhawks money line. We have Flyers money line, we have Blues money line, and we have Penguins money line. So that's it for the NHL portion, and then we go over to the NBA. And we go Bucks minus five and a half, Trailblazers, which is now up to minus two and a half, um, Heat minus three, Suns minus three and a half, Thunder plus twelve. We got an extra half a point on that one, Diz. Big time. And then Jazz minus four and a half. So that is a ten leg parlay. 
that if you bet one dollar, will win you seven hundred and ninety-three dollars and thirty-eight cents. That's victory range, bro. I know that's really close to the one you hit in May. Is that about the same odds? That is very close. I love that. I love that juju we got going. That's right. All right, perfect. All right, so there you go. We just constructed the Hail Mary parlay of the day live on the episode. Hell yeah. We need a construction company to sponsor us or something. <laughs> We just constructed the Hail Mary Parlay of the Day, brought to you by... Love it. Blah, blah, blah. We don't have a sponsor yet. Just teasing it. Maybe we will get one. Maybe maybe we'll start doing some research. We'll, we'll, we'll look into it. Yeah, there you go. All right, Diz, let's review our dumbest dummy picks from Friday. I went 12-6. and six. I had a very good night for the player props on Friday. Um, how did you do? 12 and 6, that's mad impressive. I did not know you did that well. Um, I went 1 and 2. Uh, my NHL favorites parlay hit by the thread of my teeth. And yeah, I, it's funny because because the two favorites that I was most confident, or I'm sorry, the one I was most confident about was the Avalanche. And to beat the Coyotes, they won in a shootout. It was tied. And at the end of regulation, it was tied at the end of overtime and three is overtime, pretty electric, but the shootout, man, I was getting worried. The other two had hit Panthers won big. I forget who the other team was, but they won pretty handily as well. And of course the coyotes give the avalanche trouble, but glad that one hit. Uh, Pat's ruined my uh, NFL wildcard weekend parlay or teaser. And uh, yeah, it was kind of a, kind of an odd weekend, but glad the favorites, Glad the favorites hit just so we could uh, just so we could kind of come back to even ground. Absolutely. And actually, Diz, speaking of the Coyotes, they're actually winning right now a hockey game at the end of one quarter. Hey, they fight. They fight. They're kind of like the, uh, the, the NHL's version of the Detroit Lions. That's right. That's right. Exactly. In the competition, Diz, I am now up 2.16 units. And Sheesh. you are up. 0.82 units. So we're both positive as of right both now. Positive as of right now. Love that. We're both positive, baby. Where are we at as a collective best bets? Am I jumping the gun there? You are jumping the gun. We are not there yet. So hold your horses just a bit. Sorry about that. Hey, you go first on your dumbest dummies. I'm walking inside. Okay. I only got five tonight. There are player props. You know how I roll. Um, we're starting with DeAndre Hunter under three and a half rebounds at minus 120. He has hit this in one of his last 10. He is averaging 1.6 over his last five, and the Bucks rank 18th in rebounds allowed. Um, the next one I have is Pascal Siakam, over four and a half assists at minus 142. He has hit this in nine of his last 10, and he is averaging 6.6 .6 in his last five, and the Heat rank 12th in assists allowed. Um, the next one I'm going Luka Doncic, Triple-double at plus 370. Um, he has had two triple-doubles this month against very good teams in the Bulls and the Grizzlies. Uh, he is playing the Thunder tonight. They're one of my favorite matchups when looking for player props. They rank 13th in points allowed, 30th in rebounds allowed, and 21st in assists allowed. And I think this value is really, really good, all things considered. Then I have DeWante Murray over seven and a half assists at minus 122. Um, he has hit this in nine of his last 10. He is averaging 10.1 over his last 10. 
and he is averaging 12.5 against Phoenix this season. And finally, this is the Dirty Mike special, as I like to call it. I'm going LeBron James over 29.5 points at minus 118. Uh, this has been pretty much an automatic bet for me since AD went out. Um, he has hit this in eight of his last ten, and he is averaging 33.4 points in his last ten games. And the Jazz ranked 12th in points allowed. So there you have it for Patty's player props for tonight. Um, Diz, are you ready slash able to give us your dumbest dummy picks for tonight? Yes, I am ready to roll. I'm 1-0 on my Australian Open parlays so far. Uh, it did start yesterday, so I am not uh, – I have not revealed that one yet, but I will say I'm absolutely juiced about what we got going tonight. Uh, I will. I will also add – that it's really tough to follow the Australian Open start to finish because since they're in Australia, most of the games happen overnight. And the best games, kind of the center court games, are either at 7 p.m., but most of them are actually at like 4 in the morning because that's prime time over in Australia. So tough to follow so far, but I will say I'm loving a couple things tonight. We got a favorites parlay, three legs. Okay, there's two that are heavy favorites, and then one that I'm not so sure about that boosts the value. So we got Ugo Umber, money line versus Rich Gasquet. We got Diego Schwartzman, money line against Krajinovic. And then this is the one that I'm a little sus about, but I'll give my backing. Philip Kohlschreiber, money line versus Marco Cecinato. Okay. Now this one, I was, I was kind of curious. I was like, why? Why is this value so low? I, I thought this would be higher. Um, Cole Schreiber is 2-0 head-to-head against Chechenato. But I think the reason why the value is a little sus is because Cole Schreiber is 11 years older than Chechenato. Cole Schreiber is 38 years old. 38 years old. But he's 2-0 head-to-head. So I'm riding with him. I'm riding with the old man. All three of those together plus 130 value. Okay? Mm-hmm. Then I got Richard Barrancas to win in straight sets versus Roberto Carbaez Buena. You like that pronunciation there, Patty? Yeah, you're killing it. These names are incredible. So this is a close match as far as value goes, but I have plus 230 value for Barrancas to win in straight sets. And the reason why, simply, simply because last year they played same round. It was a first-round matchup. Barankas won in straight sets. I'm predicting he's going to do it again. I think he's got his number. Wanted some value, so I took him straight sets. I wanted to put this in the in the money line parlay, but to get more value out of it, I have him in straight sets. And then I have a same game parlay via DraftKings for the NFL game tonight. I got points total over 39 and a half, over 229 and a half Stafford passing yards. Kyler Murray over 34 and a half rushing yards. One plus Cardinals sacks and Sony Michelle anytime touchdown. All of those together are plus four fifty. Feeling good about that. That is all I got, Patty. Three bets, all plus value. Trying to get some units back. Nice, love it. You're gonna have to like send those to me or something because there's no way I can track all of that or like no okay. those names or anything like that. Because I'd like to put them we'll... in myself and I'd also like to keep track of them. But 
you're definitely gonna have to send those to me. Awesome, we'll do. And I'll also say, I don't know if this is allowed. Um, Riley Opelka, I do this every major. Someone wins a big match first round. Normally in the first rounds, a lot of heavy favorites, a lot of big underdogs. But Riley Opelka played Kevin Anderson. The line was identical. It was about a 50-50 coin flip. So they're both at like minus 100, minus 110 value. Opelka won in straight sets, absolutely dominated. And Opelka's a guy, he's 6'11", huge serve, really streaky, gets really hot or really cold. But in a Grand Slam tournament, I could see him going far. And he's actually will most likely be the underdog in his next matchup. Um, unfortunately, I, I don't know how to pronun- pronounce this guy's name. Stay frosty real quick. But I know that head-to-head, Opelka is 0-3 against this man. So I'm looking at the value. The line has not been dropped yet. So I guess what I'm asking you, Patty, is if this line comes out, which it will before our next pod, because this match will be Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning, can I include this as a best bet? Absolutely. Okay. Um, So it will be Tuesday night, and it is – Riley Opelka versus, I don't know his first name, Kepfer from Germany. Kepfer's head-to-head 3-0 against Opelka. But like I said, Opelka's got a big serve. He's super streaky, and I think he's hot right now after dominating Kevin Anderson. So loving that one. Just prefacing it, it's not a dumbest dummy yet, but if I see that value and I like it, I may add it late. So we're going streaking is what you're saying. We're going streaking. Got the name for the pod. That's what I'm talking about, Patty. <laughs> okay. Um, so now, Diz, group best bets. We are up 1.21 units on the month so far. Love it. Up 2.1, is that what you said? Sorry, you cut out a little bit. 1.21. Damn it. Okay. Still good. Still glad we're positive. Yep. Um, keep it going tonight. Anything you liking? Um, trying to see if there's anything that I feel particularly good about. Who do you like in the football game, Diz? See, I'm, I'm kind of staying away. Um, I think the Rams win. Okay. But. It's, it's, uh, I, the field goal, I like that it's just a field goal and the fact that if the Rams win, you know, if they win by three, it's a push. So maybe Rams minus three, but I love betting on the Cardinals when they're underdogs. I have the Rams winning the game, but I would not be surprised if the Cardinals won. So maybe I'm leaning cards plus three in the opposite fact. So the fact that I'm so indecisive on that and just flopped that quick I... makes me kind of want to stay away. How do you feel about the over? I I like the over. So the over was actually the pick that I had um, in football Friday on Friday. This was the over that I was taking for this week. So I'm all the way on board with the over. So let's do the over 48 and a half. And then let me find a tennis pick that I like. The problem with the tennis pick, early rounds, heavy favorites, heavy underdogs. So it's going to be tough to find one within the range. Would you be against the parlay that I string together right now out of my ass? Yeah, let's not do parlays for the group best bets. Oh, that's right. All right, let me let me find one that fits in our range, and it'll just be a good match. Okay, 
Um, I have one, Diz. What, how do you feel about doing the Thunder plus 12? Hell yeah, we both agreed on it. Yeah. Big spread, certified cover boy. That's right. All right, so we got Jordan Thompson versus Steve Johnson tonight in the Australian Open. That's like the most they have never... basic names that you could find. You gave all these ridiculous names, and you're just like, Johnson and Thompson. <laughs> Jordan Thompson and Steve Johnson. Um, they are – this is kind of a toss-up. I was expecting some head-to-head. -head. They've actually never played head-to-head. -head. Um, Jordan Thompson is ranked – uh 73rd in the world and steve johnson is 104th um and i think i think the key here the reason i'm leading jordan thompson is because he's younger and he has not he's currently at his peak world ranking whereas steve johnson's 104th in the world his peak was 21 and he's 21st in the world and he's 32 years old so this could be a little uh johnson's past his prime Facing uh, a young, peaking Jordan Thompson. Uh, only minus 120 for Jordan Thompson. How do we feel about that? Love it. Already locked it in. We're going with it. Hell yeah. And it's at 8.15, so if you're up late, uh, if you're up past 10, up past uh, 11, if it's a straight set one, you may be able to watch the whole thing. I'll have it on as I'm falling asleep tonight. <laughs> okay. Not about – maybe, maybe you know, you know, I lied. Maybe, maybe I'll have Cardinals-Rams on instead. Not gonna lie there. That's probably what's gonna be on the TV. But any any anyone out there, maybe you switch back and forth. Maybe you got that recent button on the remote. Maybe you got that latest button. Slip flip back and forth. There we go. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay. All right, Dave. We good with those? We need one or we have three, yeah. So we have, yeah, we have Thunder three. Plus We're twelve good. as well. Yep. Okay, sweet. Now, Diz, I am debuting a new segment, if you will. Oh, jeez. Okay. You, you know about it. We talked about it a little bit. but Oh, okay. I am trying to turn $5 into $100 just by betting every single – should I do every single day or should I do every single podcast? Probably podcast. Podcast, but I, I think that's almost impossible. We're, that's – hey, you don't you – don't, become famous by doing things that are easy or that are real, like, you know, stuff like that. You got to do the, the tough stuff sometimes. So correct me if I'm wrong. Your unit size is $1. Correct. So you have to be up 95 units. So here, here's, here's what's going on. Okay. So yeah, I need the explanation. Bad. I am going to start off with a $5 bet. I'm going to place that. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. Okay. I'm going Sorry. To I'm a little slow. I'm going to place that $5 bet on something that is plus value. So plus 100 or worse odds. Every day that hits, then I basically double my money. When I double my money, I will then come back the next podcast and use that money to place a bet of same or similar value and basically try and turn this $5 bet into $100. So it's essentially a martingale. 
That's which what I was I, mentioning. That's what I was thinking about. But except I'm not increasing it when I lose. I'm increasing it when I win. So it's almost like a reverse martingale. A reverse martingale. Okay, I like that. I like that thinking. I also forgot to touch on uh, I my $20 martingale didn't hit. So I'm on my last draw. Wait, I thought 20 was your last one. No. No, 40 is. Okay. 40 is. Okay. So we got one more. We got one more double. Hoping that hits. If it doesn't, I'm shafted. Still net at a profit because we hit so many $5 and $10 ones. Mm-hmm. But we are in unprecedented territory when it comes to um, where we've been in the Martingale. It's the final straw. I got to find a good one. I'm not going to – I'm not just going to jump on the next one that I see. So we need to talk about it as a team. Maybe the next podcast yeah. uh, we'll have some options. So for my – First $5 bet, Diz. I'm thinking about doing LeBron James over 30 and a half points. Okay, okay. So in my player props, I was able to get this at 29 and a half because that's what his typical over-under was set at. Now, I am okay with taking this up to like almost 32 and a half because in the nine games or the eight games that he hit it, he was scoring 34 or more. So that that range between, you know, like, the 28 to the 34 is all basically same to me in, in terms of hit percentage. And gotcha. so I literally only need him to hit one more point than what his over under is at. And I'm hitting it plus 100 value. So that's going to be my I, first, uh, what I don't even know what we should call this. Should we just call it the reverse Martingale? The reverse Martingale. Okay. Maybe this is bad juju. Maybe your reverse Martingale is going to hit right when my Martingale loses for the first time. Well, let's hope not. But uh, there you have it. So uh, I, I like that ask, idea. Yeah. I would ask you if you have anything off your chest, but I have to get off here right now. So I'm just going to go ahead and wrap it up. Okay. Hey, uh, yeah, you have to get off right now. That's fine. I'll talk. We, we can talk about the Cowboys uh, on Thursday's pod. Perfect. All righty. Good shit, buddy. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Hope you have a good, profitable start to your week. And we will see you all on Thursday.